0: Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of Electrician Live. My name is Paul Abernathy, your host as always, and welcome to the podcast. Now, today's podcast is we're sticking kind of in this latest mode that I'm in, where I'm trying to motivate apprentices, helpers, journeymans, obviously it doesn't hurt to motivate masters as well, Um, In always pushing yourself to to do the right thing, and, and whether or not it's don't be the cancer on your company, uh, that's a different podcast that you can go listen to that we have that I talk about that, um, or how you continue the process of learning and, and, and never saying that enough is enough. You know, just getting your license is never enough. Uh, it's always learning more and learning why you do it. Uh, and so, again, why is that important? Uh, because even if you look at it in life, just take the, the National Electrical Code. Let's just take it because everybody knows that's kind of where I flow. Doing the right thing, sometimes when we're doing the National Electrical Code, we might do more than it's necessary. We might go over and above. That's going beyond code. That's going above code. And in many cases, that's perfectly acceptable. You can always go above it. As long as you don't go to a point where you're so far above it that you actually negate the reason that you went above it and you create a hazard, okay? Because you can't do that, especially in Article 250 with grounding and bonding. You can't go too far, Um, which you think you're not, but then you you are. You're you're, you're making connections that you think are supposed to be better, but you don't understand the principles behind why you're doing it, so you're ultimately going the wrong direction. Uh, Anyway, different story. So... One of the things when it comes to a company, sometimes going above and beyond or too far causes me to do things that can affect my company's bottom line, like using bonding bushings when they're not necessary, or doing certain things that I think is right and might be above minimum code. But unless in your mind you're thinking you're doing it a lot better, but you might be just rising up the cost of business for your company because you didn't need to do that. Some things doing it above the normal minimum safety standard is fine. And then there's some cases where you do a lot of something that's really, yes, it might be above code, but it's just not necessary. I mean, it's, why are you doing it? Um, Especially if you work for a company. Uh, And this is where we have to really... Uh, talk about this today, and that's the whole topic of this episode, which is do the right thing uh, and what we mean by that. So you have two different things that you think about. If you're an apprentice or a helper or even a journeyman or even a master, working for a company, a company has to worry about whether you own the company or not. The company has to worry about the bottom line. There's a lot of burdens they have to worry about. There's the, the amount There's a reason that they calculate what they pay per hour. Uh, they have to look at their insurances and costs and profits versus expenses. And, and the goal of a company, in any company, is to try to get to that point where you're profitable. Uh, and sometimes employees don't see that. They get their paycheck, and they always look at the company and go, well, they're just sitting high on the hog, and they're sitting fat. I'm getting my paycheck, but they're not dealing with the, the burdens. They're not dealing with the, the, the profits versus uh, losses. They're not dealing with the cost of doing business. And, and that's a difference between somebody wanting to be their own boss, uh, wanting to have their own company versus somebody that's very you know content with working for somebody. And we, meet, we need both of those. We do. But I like to tell people, even from the helper, the journeyman, the apprentice stage, even the master, that the ownerships of companies uh, have meetings to understand that they share with the employees their burdens and what they have to pay so they have a better understanding. And as sometimes the companies get larger, they don't want to share that. You might have a CEO that's making millions and nobody wants to see the burden because they think all they see is that person. And they all of a sudden think they're sitting in an ivory tower. They can't relate to me. And they're making so much money and I'm making this. Well, they're also overseeing the burden and they're at the, the, the bottom line is they're held accountable for the company's profitability or loss, Okay. They're the owner, they've established that, or they're the president that was hired to keep that ship moving straight and being profitable, whether you have shareholders or it's just a, uh, a company that's, that it's just a sole proprietorship that has grown to a large size. Anyway, the point being is that it's important for companies and employees to understand that there's a vested interest in doing it right and doing it right the first time. And understanding that if you're going to do something that goes beyond code, which is fine to do, that you're not doing it in a position where it become undue uh, issues to the company when it comes to profitability. Uh, And then there's occasions where an employee will go, well, I'm just doing it because that's the right thing to do, but necessarily is the right thing to do. Okay. It was above the minimum safety standard and you took a choice to do that. So the best approach would be to consult The owner or consult the foreman, whoever is the authority over you about your decision and let them direct you. Uh, And you learn from it. And then you can carry that information to the next job until at some point you're the one that makes that decision. But you always do the right thing. You do not cut corners. The minimum code standards are minimum. Um, And a lot of people will give us flack for talking about code all the time. And they say, well, Paul, you you don't talk about the hands on or, uh, or literally, I will get people that will come into a chat room or something and say, oh, well, Paul just teaches code. He's never done it. That is the stupidest thing I've ever heard because you can't sit here and teach people about all aspects and fluently be able to talk about all the aspects of wiring. If you want to talk about fishing wire in a wall or you want to talk about uh, underground slab work, or you want to, I'll talk to you about any of that because I've done it. Now, that's just my background in it. Now, I learned early on that my my experience in teaching was needed to take predominance because I have a way of conveying it. And I think that's important to the industry. That doesn't mean I can't strap the tools on. I have all my tools. I have my contractor's license. Go and look up in Texas or Virginia. Go to the contractor or electrician lookup feature and look up Abernathy. You will see it. I have my licenses. I own the businesses. The reality is, I treat every business, every employee, every person has a vested stake in the company doing the right thing. But there is a point where you have to watch out for the bottom line. Whether you like it or not, a company's not gonna be successful unless people are taking that into consideration. So, being good stewards of the company uh, is something that you need to instill early on from the apprentice stage, helper stage, and, and let them know look at the time I'm investing in you as a he- helper or an apprentice. I'm investing my time. I'm paying you to learn. You're learning a trade. Then you go to the journeyman and say, look, I'm paying you to get a job done, but I'm also paying you to instill the company values, my values of doing the right thing in the eyes of the helper and apprentice. So as they move up, this becomes ingrained in them and they follow that, that, that concept of do the right thing. And what we mean by that, doing the right thing doesn't necessarily always mean going above the minimum standard because the minimum standard is the right thing. It's the minimum standard. You can, there are occasions that you can go above code, but we want them to be doing at least the minimum safety standard. So when we shift into doing the right thing, it's a culture of telling the apprentices, the helpers, the journeymen that look, I need you to do it the right way when you know that I'm not watching you over your back. And I need to reward you for that trust because I tell people all the time. I used to tell my uh, inspectors that used to work under me for the cities uh, and all that, uh, as well as my employees. Uh, I used to say, look, um, I, don't, I pay you to do it right the first time. I don't pay, get paid to do it twice because you didn't follow the minimum standards. Okay. And the other thing that's real important that I look at them and go, I say, look, when you do it right, okay, you take pride in what you do, you do it right, we don't have future issues down the road, and I let them know right up front, I'm putting 100% of my trust in you. I, am, I tell my apprentices, I tell my journeymen's masters, I tell my inspectors, I said, look, you have 100% of my trust. It is only up to you to retain that trust, because I can tell you right now, when you lose that trust, it is very hard to earn it back. So I'm gonna let you start with a clean slate. You have a hundred percent of my trust. If you have an open communication with me about things you do, and I don't find out that you're doing things behind the back, and I will find out, okay? You'd be amazed how people on a job will go out of their way to tell on other people. Okay. So I will find out. And if you erode that trust from me, it is hard to get it back. And But I tell them, you have 100% of my trust. I have got your back. I got your back. But if you go to a job and you're so stressed and pressed because somebody's putting this undue pressure on you to get something done and you got to cut a corner and then I find out about it, um, then we have a problem. So this goes two-way street here, okay? This is not a military where it goes from the top down and you follow an order. This is bidirectional. Means that I need to know if you have a problem. Like you, you come to me and you say, and I've had this happen. The guy goes, Paul, um, I'm really stressed out because I know you need me to do this, and I just don't feel like I can get it done in this time. I'm I'm having that's that's up to me in order to give you help and say, well, let's put another guy with you if we need to get this done, whatever we need to get it done. But what I don't want you doing is cutting corners doing things that I wouldn't approve of or don't meet the minimum safety standard just because you're trying to meet a deadline or a timeline. It's just not the right approach to have. Do it right. Take the time it takes to do it right. Don't underestimate the time it takes to do something, but don't be crazily overestimating the time. You get to know what your limitations are, and I always got to know my employees' limitations, what I thought they could do, what I didn't think they could do, what I knew that I had to step in and, and educate them on or put something with a little more education, somebody with, with somebody. Um, and, you know, you have to be stewards of the process, whether you're the owner or you're the master who's teaching the journeyman or the journeyman who's teaching the apprentices. Um, there's a process. Now, some people say journeymen shouldn't teach apprentices. That's BS. Uh, if the master or the person in charge is teaching their people right, there are certain messages that if they learn it right, they should be able to convey that message down. Um, and you have to be very careful with that because there's an old drill that people did where as you'd whisper in somebody's ear and then by the time it made it to the 10th person, it was totally different. So I spend a lot of time or used to spend a lot of time making sure that the message that I conveyed was short, sweet, and direct, even though that's probably hard for people to believe because uh, I can turn any 10-minute conversation into a three-hour conversation. <laughs> That's not funny. But at the end of the day, on the job site, I was very much direct about what I expected and conveyed it downstream, okay? So everybody knew what we're doing, okay? Whether it was, look, guys, I'd have a morning meeting, and I would always talk a little bit about safety. Don't take undue risks. Don't stand on the top of ladders. If, you need some, if it's not adequate for you to do the job, let somebody know, Okay? Don't be so worried about getting it done so that I don't get upset because you're not done on a timeline. If it's something you can't do because I'm not preparing you right or I don't have the right equipment for it, you need to let me know, okay? And again, not all employers are the same. Some people can get ticked off. Some would. Again, I'm not saying this is a template across the board, but I'm saying do the right thing and and don't be one direction. Means from the top down, you have to be uh, bi-directional. You have to be able to listen to your employees. That's what keeps an employee from becoming a cancerous to the health of your company. And I've got a podcast that we talk about how to remove the cancer to your company's, uh your company's good health. And you might go listen to that. Um, and so sometimes you, you, you literally, uh, some people equate it to ripping off the scab or you know this's got to rip it off and, and things like that. But at the end of the day, only you can weigh that out. But my message is to the apprentice, to the helper, to the journeyman, to the master who has a foreman over them is always do the right thing. Make sure it's minimally accepted standards. Uh, if you want to go above and beyond it, if it's going to be costly by doing things that you just aren't 100% sure about, don't be afraid to, to, to seem like you just don't know. Say something to your foreman. If if you're a journeyman and you're and you go to a master electrician, and the master electrician gives you a bunch of crap because they thought you should know this, then they're not worthy of being an educator to the journeyman. Now, they might not want to be an educator, okay? But as an owner, I need them to be an educator, okay? Whether they like it or not. If you're working for me, I need you to make sure that the company message, uh, because incidentally, the structure of a company when it comes to whether you like this or not, electricians, is, is, there's a kind of like a corporate structure, Okay. Whereas you become the helper and you're the, you're the laborer and you move up to the journeyman, okay? So a journeyman, you become the actual workforce, but also an instructor or an apprentice instructor. The master is the instructor who is conveying the message, keeping the job site running, teaching the journeyman who at that point can convey the information out to the laborers, okay? Who are learning a skill in order to move up that chain. And when you become a master, the next logical step is, do you want to move to the ownership level where you have to oversee everything and then, of course, you have to deal with the burden and making sure that everybody under you does the right thing, but when there's a question, they know how to convey that message up to me in order to help make a decision together. That fosters a company that's very healthy and that fosters they do the right thing mentality, whereas that people aren't pressured to, to do things. There was a case down in Houston, I believe it was Houston, that where a company was pressured to do some work without permits. Um, and they ended up doing the work shoddy. And somebody got killed. Okay, look, I'm not here to talk to you. I'm not going to get into the holier than thou issue about pulling permits or not. Got, I'll leave that to your company. Uh, you know, obviously, if it's work that's going to be scrutinized for the public, we need to make sure that it's done right. Sadly, in Texas, for example, out in the counties, there is no inspections, and so I get called a lot to come look at things because it just looks bad, um, and and I'm having put a lot of pressure on the contractor that I'm going to call the state and lose their license. But this can happen everywhere, in, anywhere in the country. And the end of the day is, even if you're going to do something and you're not going to do it without permits still do the right thing. Do it compliant so that if you pulled the permit, it would not have a problem with passing. Now, if you're ignorant and you just don't know the codes, that's an example where you have people that'll go, they'll say to you, oh, that dude always just talks about code, 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 code. He's never done it. He's never put his hands on. Just because you're proud that you did the install, but you were ignorant enough to know that there's a minimum safety standard because you're putting people at risk, but you might think that you're good at what you do, but I can probably look at it and say, well, it could have been better. It could have been neater. It could have been more efficient. Okay, And National Electrical Code is not about efficiency. Okay, uh, That's a personal thing and a company thing and is in a nature of how you install things that can create that efficiency. Uh, but if it's hazardous because you haven't a clue what you're doing, doesn't matter if you have 20,000 hours of hands-on experience. If you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. And I get that a lot from people. Uh, people think, that because they've been doing something for 30, 40 years a certain way that their way is right. And it might be the fact that you've been doing it wrong for 20, 30, 40 years, and nobody's had the, the balls, if you will, to step up and say you're doing it wrong. And that's what we need. We need more people to say, you know, that's, that's wrong. And, but when you say something's wrong, you need to be prepared to say why it's wrong. That's another problem. People criticize people for everything, yet they're not quick to come back with the reason why, okay? So that's why I kind of, for me, I've always got people a bit upset at me through the industry uh, at meetings or code hearings, because when I hear BS, and I don't know everything, but when I do come across something and I know is BS, uh, I'm vocal about it. And I don't do it in a, in a uh, demeaning way or whatever. It, to me, it's a question. I'm like, I said, you know, I'm like, um, I question that. Can we have a discussion on this? And sometimes people get defensive because they don't want you to question them. Um, I like being questioned. I make mistakes all the time because I'm in a hurry or do something. And, you know, when I do an electrical design, I have to slow down. I have to really focus to make sure I don't miss anything. Um, And that's what this trade is all about, taking the time to do it right. Now, there's some tasks that are mundane that you just have ingrained in you. Uh, that you know how to run NMB, uh, and you know how to bore your holes, you know how to do your staples, you know you don't staple them on ends. Uh, we, there's just certain things. You know you have six inches of conductor, uh, which people violate all the time with their equipment grounds, and little teeny pigtails inside of boxes. Uh, drives me crazy. Uh, how that stuff passes code, uh, or an, ins- an inspection is probably because, in some cases, even the inspector doesn't really know. And that's okay, but we have to learn from it and that's the whole concept of doing the right thing. Do your due diligence, learn the code, learn the minimum safety standard, make a prudent decision if you're going to go above the code and be very open with the company that you want to do this, and don't do it with fear that they're going to look at you and say, dude, why didn't you know that? Um, I think a lot of the problems we have also today is people have way too much pride. If you're doing something and you're afraid to go to your boss or somebody above because you're afraid they're going to look at you differently. Um, Well, I I can't fix that, but you might want to look at the company you're working for. That was never my approach to somebody. I never, if anybody ever asks me a question, and I get literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of questions that get sent to me, code issues. I never treat anybody's question as if I don't, I didn't think that I thought they were dumb or ignorant or didn't know. They're just asking a question. And so, when I, and not every educator is like that. There are some that you hate to ask questions because they'll talk down to you like, what, you didn't know that? Well, no, I, that's why I'm asking you. <laughs> that's why I'm reaching out to you to get your opinion on it. Doesn't necessarily mean I didn't know the basic concepts or whatever, but I'm just asking. So, you should never feel like you can't ask, ask a question because they're going to think that, oh, well, this guy's stupid. He doesn't know what he's doing. Okay. Uh, we have to get rid of that approach. It's you're trying to gain more knowledge. You're trying to find all avenues of knowledge from all different sources. And I don't judge people that way. Um, so, uh, know, no fear for me judging you that way. I don't know what you do. I don't know your level of education, your skill. I don't know how long you've been doing it. I, I'm not judging you. I'm helping answer a question that you might have because you might have a question. Uh, Everybody knows I write questions into NFPA and other places like that, and I do it for a reason because I'm soliciting a response. I'm trying to see how they're going to respond or somebody's going to respond, but I'm not using that as ammunition against anybody. I'm just doing it because I use it to better formulate why I teach certain things, and I love other people's history, other people's background, other people's knowledge. I used to tell people all the time that we might have a certain amount, 80% of knowledge that's in our brain, And there's another 20% we're always trying to obtain. And we might realize that while everybody doesn't know everything, other people know stuff that I don't know. And I want to pull that knowledge out of them. So I might ask a question just to pull certain knowledge out of them so that I can sit back and go, hmm, maybe I should reevaluate how I think about something. Or I can look at it and go, no, they don't that's not an answer that I agree with. So I'm just not going to. But that's my prerogative, right? So all you apprentices, all your journeymans? Uh, all you helpers, even you masters, always do the right thing. Uh, always question your source and really continue learning. And remember, when somebody's not watching over your shoulder and you have to make a decision to do something, the best decision is to always do the right thing. Shut up and sit down.